The following podcast contains some strong language and some very average opinions. Any references to actual people are wildly inaccurate. It's probably best if you don't listen at all. The Roaring Peacock Podcast. Welcome back to the Roaring Peacock Maincast. The week began fittingly for this week's theme as Christmas came early for the Whites with the club hitting the choral notes, sign, hosanna, sign, hosanna, sign, hosanna to United of Leeds. The fullback on loan at Bradford signed a one-year extension. A jubilant Gianni Alioski burst into a post-match press conference, stood on a chair and wailed with glee as North Macedonia qualified for the Euros for the first time in their history as Liam Cooper celebrated his Scotland side's first Euros since 1996. This is what international football should be about. Playoff finals, meaningful competition. But while it was joy for Cooper and Alioski, it was heartbreak for Stuart Dallas, who was given the honour of captaining Northern Ireland in Vienna, but that was bare consolation. Still, better than having to watch England. (laughs) (laughs) The Premier League scrapped PPV, announcing that all games would be broadcast over the Christmas period. If they bring PPV back in the future... The least they could do would be to give us our money's worth. How about a cage fight between Stan Collymore and Graham Smith? <laughs> well, he's already qualified against Ulrika. Yeah, he's got some history, Stan. Be careful. Hey. <laughs> Patrick Bamford was voted PFA Fans Player of the Month for September and October after scoring eight goals in eight games. Oh, sorry. What's that, Mike Dean? <laughs> Sorry, seven goals in eight games, giving Leeds fans a chance to vote for something may have affected the outcome. We're sure the award will take pride of place in Banford Manor on the mantelpiece in award room two on the East Wing in between the horse jumping and violin trophies. (laughs) And in non-Leeds related news, the odyssey of the Odyssean project, Dominic Cummings came to an end with him goings. Whether it was breaking his own lockdown rules to test his eyesight, pointing the tiller towards no deal and throwing a brick on the accelerator pedal, or flying in the face of leading virologists in suggesting a callously reckless herd immunity strategy, he will not be missed. Finally, reality folded in on itself as the unelected bureaucrat left number 10 after his plan to rid the country from unelected bureaucrats only left us with 2020. The year will remember that oven-ready deal popped out of the oven and burnt us all to death. (laughs) (laughs) He is the Findus crispy pancake of unelected bureaucrats. (laughs) Uh, that thin, crispy pancake slithering away with his little box. Speaking of fearing for the safety and well-being of uh, the general population, we fear for the safety and well-being of Radio 1 DJ Jordan North after he described Turf Moor as his happy place. The poison has clearly entered his brain. (laughs) He might not be a celebrity, but he needs to get the fuck out of there. (laughs) (laughs) in good news the yorkshire ripper died vacating a small space for simon (laughs) (laughs) 
Well, no chance he's going to come on the pod now, is there? <laughs> Who has been arrested, according to people on Twitter, who, as we know, never lie. Oh, excellent. <laughs> uh, okay. uh, Deadpool and Rob McElhenney have bought Wrexham, sending this pod's first guest, Bryn Law, into cloud nine, while Donald Trump unwittingly tagged a Leeds United fan in another week of bizarre tweets. And we launched uh, probably the most important news story of the week. We launch All Elves, Aren't We? Our plan to uh, bring Christmas presents to the children of LS11 in association with Slunglo and Ewan Metcalf will be on the pod in a little bit to talk about that and how you can help us out and get involved. So uh, my name is Adonis. Um, yeah, yeah. You know me as the Adelites and uh, resident Riot Badger Alex is joining us. Hey, lads. And uh, our man on the post, Ross. Hello. So we've had a week off and uh, I needed it. I, I slept for three days. Um, how are you guys? <laughs> no, yeah, not bad. I've had an interesting week at work, but apart from that, yeah, it's been good. <laughs> no Leeds games to ruin my mood for 90 minutes, so a couple of days after that as well. Apparently England played. I didn't even notice. Who knew? <laughs> I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> Honestly, cannot be asked. I saw that clip of Grealish doing a nice like flick over or something. Cool, yeah. great, cool. He got kicked in it as well. And didn't go immediately to the ground, so I don't know what's happened. Somebody must have had a word. Yeah. But the thing is, I, I thought that were out of his game before they played us, and then he was just all over the shop. So yeah, that's weird. If, if Cameron's not playing, I don't care. He enjoys the he enjoys the earth. He likes uh, <laughs> to give it a hug. Poor the earth. My name is Jack away from... <laughs> I enjoy the earth and all it offers me. <laughs> he goes down again. Hello, sweet friend. Oh, I've missed you. My happy place, turf. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why I've turned him into a very, very posh-sounding individual. No, if he's going to turn to hippie, like the hippie, um, like lifestyle, and he's, he's happy with the earth and stuff, he's going to change his accent. Is he? he can't be a brummy hippie. <laughs> no. We've, we've really got to do something about climate change. <laughs> God, yeah, they definitely need to do something about climate change in Birmingham. Hi, Birmingham fans. <laughs> you shit city, full of smart. Nobody's nobody's listening in Birmingham. I don't think. If you are listening in Birmingham, how did you get an internet uh, connection? And <laughs> give us a review. Yeah, my name's at Riot Badger. Please mention. <laughs> So uh, the one thing I didn't mention in the weekly roundup was the Calvin Phillips mural. And we've just no. heard him on um, on uh, Twitch saying somebody came into his room, giving him, slagging him off. And he's saying, I've got a, I'm important, me. <laughs> Don't you know I've got a mural? <laughs> oh. I love it. It's so good though. It's such it a good is. bit of art. It's beautiful, isn't it? The thing is, imagine when he leaves. <laughs> yeah. yeah for, for scum. <laughs> yeah. God. God that property will just go down in value like by millions. It will someone will burn it down immediately, yeah. I think, wouldn't they? <laughs> Sorry, my pessimism hasn't gone in this week off, have it? Like, <laughs> imagine when Calvin Phillips leaves. Are you feeling better, everyone? Hi. <laughs> it it'd be weird that, wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be weird? You're driving driving around town and then all of a sudden boom. There's yourself. Your, yeah, your face. Yeah. Your, big mug especially now with with november going on look at this fucking shit 
great. If you're not, if you just listen to the podcast, you need to get on YouTube. Check out Thomas's uh, his, his, his mustache. He's got very nice. My sexy porn mustache. <laughs> it's like he should be driving an El Camino with a Confederate flag in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I've come to fix the Camino. <laughs> My name's I'm, Adonis, and I'm here to fix the El Camino. Don't worry, I'm native-born. I've not even heard of Vienna. Vienna, Texas? <laughs> there probably is a Vienna, Texas. Yeah, The mural is... It looks awesome, but I think they've picked the right players to do it for because he's the not the type to be... Uh, get an ego about it. I think he's still going to be pretty down to earth. Um, I'd, to be honest, yeah. most of this crop are to be getting, to be fair. I don't think there's any egotistical players. I think if you put Alioski up on the wall, I think you'd go mental about him, run around like chicken. <laughs> but um, I'll play a drum or scream on top of his voice on top of a chair. But yeah, it's, it is nice to see that good quality art is going up around the city related to the club. So it, it's good. Yeah, it's really good. It's just such high quality. It's just mm. ridiculous. I can't even draw. Someone's done that on the side of the building. It's mad. So we've had a little bit of time now uh, away from those um, back-to-back 4-1 defeats. Do we feel a little bit more optimistic, positive? Mm, a little bit, yeah. I mean, that last game, it just kind of got away from us, didn't it? Big time. I don't think it wasn't a four-one game. Unfortunately, they scored from what a, a corner, a free kick, a, yeah, a man wide open in the box, and I can't remember the other goal. Oh, the own goal, which is a fluke own goal as well. So, yeah, Arsenal next, easy. Liam Cooper versus Aubameyang. No problem. No problem at all. 4.30 on a Sunday as well. Come, that's a weird time for a football game. Yeah. It's 2020, if the weirdest thing is a 4.30 football game. I'll give you that. Um, yeah. Um, I don't know if I've, I'm positive. But to be fair, I wasn't too negative about losing a couple of games. It's just the manner of the defeat. It's 4-1. I think the second one, like you said, Ross, that's not a 4-1 defeat. But no. it still was. Yeah, it still counts, unfortunately. <laughs> it still counts as a forward defeat. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I do. I'm confident about us giving Arsenal a game. I don't think we'll get dicked by Arsenal. So, yeah, I don't think they're they're, they're fine, aren't they? They don't. They have a win or they lose. They don't draw. They've not drawn this season. They've scored nine, conceded ten. I mean, it's going to be a good game because they try to play football. So they won't just going to sit back and count on like Palace and Leicester did. They'll try and try and get at us which is when we play best but yeah the Aubameyang and uh, Lacazette and maybe Pepe against our defenders is slightly slightly worrying I'd, I'd be interested to see uh, if Rodrigo's involved in any way because he's returned back to training now yeah so that's assuming that he's tested negative for COVID his lung capacity hasn't reduced to 13% so hopefully we might have our record signing back because I think that's who we've been missing in the last two games We've been missing that guy. We've been missing Calvin, but I think we still smashed Villa without Calvin. And then when Rodrigo's out, we seem to not have that creativity going forward. So I'm happy to see him back if he's back. I did read something about uh, if you get COVID, you are you, you're suffering from fatigue for weeks to months to even six months or a year afterwards. Yeah. Oh, good. So I'm really hoping that... Uh, yeah, if uh, Rodrigo's back, then um, he can at least he can at least run a bit, <laughs> do more than Adam Forshaw. <laughs> yeah, poor Adam Forshaw. Yeah, 
I saw that he was um, he was in a meeting of the foundation on a on a, a Zoom call. I thought that's that's nice of him getting back active in the club yeah. in some capacity. Yeah, but, you know, late business test. He'll miss the next one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I hope he didn't get injured too badly. <laughs> Adam Farshaw knee is a doubt for the next Zoom call. <laughs> <laughs> All, all jokes aside, I do think we. I think he, he's a good player, and I think we do miss that sort of like. Um, it brings the tempo down in the middle of the field. You know, calms everything down, puts his foot on the ball. Sort of player in the middle of the field. Like if if we'd have had that sort of person against, um, in the last game against Palace, yeah. I think it'd have done us a lot of good. Yeah, there was no. I didn't. I didn't really know where Stroke was playing. Was he? Was he the holder? Because he was in there half an awful lot of the time. And yeah. Click was kind of floating between the eight and the ten, and it, it just looked a really unbalanced side. I'm not sure, kind of what what we were going for, really. Yeah. The thing with Forshaw was, I felt like I felt like he wasn't. He was more of a squad player. Let's put it that way. Mm. Like he didn't blow me away with his talent or anything. But then I think he got injured, and then and then he came back. And I think it was the start of the centenary season. Start, yeah, start last he was, year. He, he was, was actually really good, wasn't he? He he was flying. He was he looked like he'd really improved. Mm. And then snap, that's yeah. when he got injured. Yeah, over a year now, and kind of no real signs that he's ever going to come back. Unfortunately, basically doing a union or Kane, isn't he? Lad will never play again. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> I just want to very briefly touch upon this because we kind of hinted at it in the um in the the news the news feed yeah. so can i just get a reminder of simon o'rourke oh, because this so. is a big topic isn't it yeah he did so he used to have a a blog didn't he yeah so yeah. 2900 miles, miles. yeah and then do you want to continue the story alex Me? i feel like i don't have any authority on the subject i've met him once um but some friends of mine have been um been on the wrong end of Simon O'Rourke by uh, their generosity being um, taken advantage of um, to the point that money from good people has gone to dishonest aims. That's all I'll say because I don't want any sort of liable case. Yeah. Um, there was a, uh, a GoFundMe put up for him and he used that to, to run off to Spain, owing people money. He robbed people's beer. He's robbed people's money. They'd taken their generosity for a ride, basically. And the news this week is that he's been arrested. There's been a warrant out for his arrest, and he's been arrested and is in jail. So hopefully, um, justice is served. I've got to be really careful what I say because I don't want to say anything out of turn. But he's um, gained money and generosity from Leeds fans uh, dishonestly, and that the problem with that is that it stops people from being generous in the future. So people who are genuinely in need will probably think twice about it because of the experience that they've had with Simon O'Rourke. So it's his fault. I never I really did. had any dealings with him, to be honest. <laughs> I just, I knew him was a, this, this guy on Twitter and he came up with loads of stories about David Haig as well, didn't he? That kind of after all the money thing happened, he started saying he was working with David Haig and he wasn't getting yeah, paid. Yeah, he was. He was, working, he was working in his hotel. Right. Of which he trashed. And then there was loads of money laundering going, I don't know all the facts with this. So allegedly, allegedly loads of shit went on in Cornwall, his hotel, which is is fucked up because like, if you're saying that uh, David Higgs, your enemy and he owes you money and all this and talking shit about it and I need more money so I can fight David Higgs in court. 
why are you working for him? Why are you yeah. giving a, a statement for him in court in David Haig's thing? It, it was shown to be an unreliable witness. Oh, imagine my shock um, in court for when David Haig was in. Just It's a, a nest of vipers, all that horse thing. And it's just like when people are in bed with each other and not literally, I'm not making any sort of inferment there. Um, when people are all um, like backhanders and people have got things on other people and you owe me money and I owe you money and I'll say this. And you, it's just fucking tiresome. We all want to support a football club and we're all a community and we're a fucking fantastic community, which we'll find out at, at half seven. Um, it's why, why take advantage of people who are just trying to do good? And karma's a karma's a bitch, basically. Yep, I uh, I couldn't have said it better myself. So I feel like we've uh, done that topic now. <laughs> you, might want, you might want to cut some of this out. He's not taking he's not taking any any money off me, and I've not I, I donated to the the GoFundMe, but people lost a lot more money than I did putting that in, and I'm angry for them. Hmm. Yeah. It's like good friends of mine have been hurt by this. Yeah, like, did it out of good faith. It's not just the money. People can write off the money. It's just money you can earn more. It's the trust that you've given somebody. People have opened the wallets and the homes to this guy, and yeah. he's taken advantage. So it can go get fucked. story that he was tweeting out constantly. Yeah. Oh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> that sums it up. Da, 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 da. We'll take a short commercial <laughs> break. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing good com- that can come out of that other than, you know, once bitten, twice shy. And yeah, be very careful about what people are saying online. For example, hmm. a a new vaccine. I mean, this is, uh, this is totally off topic, but there's a new vaccine coming. And it's what, 95%. We, I mean, we talked about the one last week with Stan, Stan Collymore and Graham Smith. Um, tweeting out scientista <laughs> <Genius. laughs> uh, <laughs> and um and and this week there's one that's 95 percent. i don't know if that is up to uh dr collymore's high standards yet <laughs> um but if you look at some of the the things that are written online i mean i just think that people need to be a bit more humble um from my perspective and i don't know anything about vaccines really or, or the monitor that I'm looking at, or how smartphones work, or space rockets. They're all like, they're curiosities, they're like magic. They're like somebody's, like some little wizards in a box somewhere have come up with it, and I've got no idea how it works, but it does. Um, and I think that there are other people who also have absolutely no idea how it works, but for some reason, they've got a very strong opinion. <laughs> what, what gets me about... Uh, just one last thing on Simon O'Rourke right, before I shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> so the the upshot of that and the, the result of it is that people attacked the people that tried to help him by setting up the GoFundMe. Oh, you, you're part of it. You're in on it and you're trying to make money and stuff like that. Somebody just tries to do good. So, was, you know, I'd already been trust ripped away by Simon and then being attacked by people on Twitter who just see suspicion in everything that they want to do. They see a conspiracy in everything they want to do. And that's exactly the same as the vaccine stuff. So people will say that there's a chip in it 
that they're going to inject into me so they can track me from wherever I am. You'd have to get an army to get a vaccine into me, tweeted from my iPhone. (laughs) Fucking idiots. You've already got a device in your hand that you carry everywhere that you go, which can be triangulated to within feet. And don't ask me how I know that. Um, and so that can you you are tracked wherever you go. Not to the fact that you check in every fucking where that you go. I'm at McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> don't don't get I me mean, on, on my soapbox for fuck's sake. <laughs> I mean, how important how important must you be? Must you think you are, or how important must you think you are to other people to worry about any of that? Yeah. I, I I I literally couldn't care less. Who knows where I am? To be honest. Or certainly not the people who are in a position to be able to do it. I'm more worried about the people who don't have the money to be, or brains to be able to track me. <laughs> but you know, we've gone fucking way off. All right, track okay. Here. So just talking about virus then. So apparently, virus was transmitted by five G, right? So why didn't they just transmit the tracking Everybody chip by five G as well? <laughs> Why do you need a vaccine to put the chip in, do you? Yeah, just transmit the vaccine through 5G. My wife works for a phone company, and uh, the people that are burning masts are uh, that actually just come to the earth. She hates them. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Messing with their business. Most of the masts that they're burning aren't 5G. No. So, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, charity, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Segwaying into helping other people and not being uh, jaded by people stealing money. So, <laughs> if you'd like to find our just giving page, <laughs> I was wondering how we tie it in. Just like that. Just like that. Well, yeah. The th- the thing is with us. So, I mean, we're going to talk about it when Ewan comes on, anyway. But we've we've linked it. We've we've linked it to a, an actual registered charity. That's in a building somewhere that you can go, you can go to, and you can see it. Look, it's there, you know. And and that's the big difference between Simon O'Rourke or um, fucking five G viruses, mm. you know, or Canon or God knows what other conspiracy theories there are out there. The EU stealing me fish or whatever, <laughs> you know. <laughs> If you can, if you can't see it, if you can't smell it, if you can't touch it, if it's not there, then it's probably not fucking there. You know, you can have your beliefs about God and everything. That's something spiritual. That's different. But why are you bringing beliefs into th- shit that doesn't even like? There's no logical. There's no spirituality there at all. There's no reason to conjure that up into existence and then spread it to everybody else. Just make any sense. And the people that are saying that they won't take a vaccine, they're probably more likely to be out snorting something up the nose that's been mixed in a disused oil barrel in Venezuela. <laughs> I mean, there's there's only a few conspiracies that make sense. Okay, so 1975 Leeds Leeds won the European Cup, right? That makes sense to me. There's evidence towards that, though. Video evidence, and then afterwards the referee caught up in uh, all sorts of shenanigans. Gone then, what's some more? So, yeah. Nelson Mandela died in no. prison. We know that. That's, that's true. <laughs> yeah, Paul McCartney was dead. He got replaced. Yeah, Paul McCartney was uh, uh, replaced with a guy called Billy Shears. Um, what else is there? Really? <laughs> oh, my. Is, it, is this Educator Donis section, though? <laughs> 
Do you not? I'm know... skeptical. I'm skeptical. <laughs> Do you not know the whole conspiracy that Paul McCartney was replaced? I know the conspiracy. All right, okay. I'm not. I'm not willing to say that it's 100 percent true. <laughs> no, neither is Nelson Mandela. That's the whole Mandela. Yeah, well, that's effect. what. That's what I mean. Well, I was trying to form a list of conspiracies that, <laughs> that are true. Sense. Yeah, okay. that, make, that at least um, makes sense. Okay. So, European Cup 1975, we won that. They robbed us. 73, the the Cup Winners Cup against AC Milan. That's another one. We should have won. Yeah. That they're the two conspiracies that I that I'm aware of. The the world's flat, obviously. Yeah. Easily provable by two sticks, but yeah, sure. <laughs> right. <flat>. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we could we could get into uh shape-shifting reptilian lizards. But, I mean, where do you draw the line? There's a whole other avenue for the podcast here, I think. Yeah. I guess today, David Icke. <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat related to football. Yeah, Didn't he? he play football at some point? He's a goalkeeper, yeah. yeah. Chelsea, didn't he? And then he came out <laughs> and said he was the son of God. Like, that explains a lot. Jesus says. Let me tell you, no Chelsea goalkeeper is the son of God. That's never going to happen. <laughs> we don't live in that universe. <laughs> <sighs> Next subject. It's difficult to uh, yeah, difficult to know what to talk about on this this pod because yeah, we're no slap we? at the end of a or in the middle of an international break, mm. and nobody wants to talk about fucking England. No, nope. England sucks. Um, that no, really. Um, One thing I did see from that England game is that regardless of the fact we had like nineteen right backs in the squad, Jaden Sancho finished that game at right back. <laughs> Saka's got absolutely no idea what he's doing, has he? No. He'll be gone soon, I think. I don't think yeah. he's long for this uh, position. Yeah, I'm big sound for back. World, but it's already dark. He served his time. <laughs> I think it's... They'll, they'll think it's too late, won't they? they? I think they'll bottle it. I don't think they'll... Um, I don't think they'll sack him. Sack him. Uh, man, I, don't, I don't really care. Like I, I hate international football. Yep. It's Especially so now that everybody's getting injured. Yeah, because so, Alioski's injured, isn't he? So yeah, he's got a, a knock and all, didn't he as well? Christ, it was his arm. I think he's all right. Oh, okay, it's a cast. Yeah, yeah. he managed it. He managed to um, put on the captain's armband, so it can't hurt that much. <laughs> he's going to get his two hundredth appearance as well against Arsenal. Stuart Dallas. Okay, two hundred. Yeah, well, that's pretty good. Yeah. Phillips is on one select club. Not bad. Where's stats when you need uh, when you immediately need to know? Every single Legion United player who's played at least 200 games. Alioski's got 140 appearances. Surely he's not played that many games for us, has he? Yeah, yeah. 140. Come in in the Christensen season. Oh, so yeah, four seasons now. Yeah. No wonder my nerves are shook. <laughs> <laughs> Jack okay, Harrison's about to hit 100 as well. We've got a, uh, a special guest who is knocking on the door. So, uh, knock, knock, knock. Come in, Ewan. So we are now joined by uh, Ewan Metcalf. Do I say your full name? I've said it now. Everybody knows you. <laughs> Where do you live? You your GPS tracking. Do you want us bank account and sort code? If you could microchip your brain and send us the coordinates, that'd be great. Sure, no problem. But yeah, Ewan Metcalf, that's it. It's as good as it gets. Very nice and confident as well. And Ewan, um, you... Uh... Here we go. Where, no. So your uh, your business is Iconsult, is that right? And you're uh, um, at your 
volunteering you at can Slow say it all in. Have you got what? Have I got everything? Ewan, where are you from? Who are you? Why are you here? <laughs> What's your name? Where do you come from? She's <laughs> got lovely hair. Um, Ewan Metcalf, come on down. Come on down. Yeah, owner, founder of... It's just I consult. You can say it normally if you want to, Donis. Or you can go, I consult. It's up to you. Um yeah, I consult Yorkshire Limited and Icon Group or Icon Training, uh, predominantly involved in social value for construction businesses at the moment, training, education and social value mission. But yeah, I also, through that work, got involved with Slung Low, who are um, a sort of theatre company, really, community interest company based, uh, charity based in Holbeck, right near the football ground in one of the oldest yeah, it's the I think it's the oldest still working working men's club or still open working men's club in England. Um, nice. But it, it's not kind of just that anymore. They do a lot of charity work and community work and um, community college, a cultural college where they do lots of courses for local people. Um, and, and and more recently, since the lockdown in March, started to provide food for families through a community food bank based in. The working men's club there and I volunteer along with lots of other brilliant people to keep that ticking over and deliver food parcels to families and um, pack up the food and um, make sure everything gets out in a timely fashion which is a bloody big job nice. 250 to 300 a week I think at the moment parcels yeah. I think it's possibly more now and there's also walk-ins as well so I think it's 250 deliveries and probably 50 to 100 people just turning up and taking packages away yeah it's so a pretty amazing piece of work in yeah, obviously the heartland of Ellen Road, where there's also multi-million pound football players going to work every day. And there's no yeah. <laughs> um, surrounding <laughs> surrounding the, the the stadium and that and, and that kind of working class area of of Leeds, and it's a really humbling and brilliant thing to do, but also quite eye opening. And at a time where sometimes you feel a bit sorry for yourself because you can't go to the pub twice a week or go watch Leeds mm. or whatever, you see some things that really make you quite thankful for the things you have got. Um, and I guess that that's where that conversation started, didn't it, Donnie, with our plan around the toys and, and how that might link in with what we're doing over in Holbeck? Yeah, so, I mean, it would go right back to the genesis of the, of the Peacock when I was talking to Laura Kenny of, um, of Jublo and we were talking about trying to have some sort of community aspect, not just doing this for... Uh, for a um, vanity project or self-congratulatory, um, <clears throat> thinking that we're somehow important to the world, but uh, just try to, uh, or interesting to listen to, <laughs> but, but just try to give something back to the community and try and be a part of it. Um, and I think um, like Ewan's been part of the, the group that is behind this podcast um, that helps create the content for it and I think it was Barney Stewart who who also had a had a an idea of having some kind of secret Santa but it was you That's you right. and who who uh who kind of came up with the idea on your um your parcel delivery round so can you tell us all about this project all elves aren't we Jeez, um, it's, a big, it's, grown, it's grown into quite a thing over the last week, hasn't it? It's become a bit of a monster. So, um, 
I guess, again, the idea was, you know, when we're delivering food parcels around Holbeck, there's a lot of young kids come to the door with, like, their little rompers on and, you know, um, help the mums and, and dads and families to unpack those those kind of food parcels that we deliver. And it just set me thinking that, you know, if people are kind of uh, – I had a conversation with a girl at the door and she, she was unloading the crates and the, the bags that we give. And she said um, – it was on about Christmas and, and the little one was buzzing about, and two little ones buzzing about. And I sort of said, oh, you know, how are you going to manage at Christmas and so on? And she sort of said, I don't know, because I ain't got a credit card or anything. So it's all going to be online if we don't get, you know, out of lockdown. And I don't have any ways of paying for stuff. And it's just a really, you know, light conversation. like that. And, you know, she, as always with these people, it's phenomenal because they've always got a smile on the face and they're sort of taking everything in their stride. And it's quite a humbling experience, as I say. Um, but she was genuinely concerned about how she was going to be able to get Christmas presents and, you know, get something for her kids. So I guess when that concept came to light, it just seemed an obvious fit, didn't it? That you've got these people stuck, potentially stuck in their homes, not a lot of spare cash knocking about the house, kids knocking about who, who you know, every young person should look forward to Christmas and look forward to opening the presents on Christmas Day. But that's not the reality, is it? So... That's where that sort of spark came about. And then from those small acorns, that sort of, say, um, you know, the beginning of an idea, really, the birth of an idea, I guess me and you and others on the, the podcast started to talk about how that might come to fruition. And that has taken the shape of, you know, a Just Giving page that, that we've kind of put together in partnership with Slung Low, Um to, to not just collect money, but also donations of toys. And, we've, you know, you, you've done some brilliant work, Donnie, on putting together a list of potential toys for different age groups, different genders, so that we've got a real range for um, for the kids that we're going to, you know, drop these presents off to. Yeah. I think also a local primary school that we work with, Ingram Road Primary School, which is, again, on the cusp of the stadium and, and uh, right in the heart of Holbeck um, in the recreation estate. They, that, they sort of ha- had been making noises that probably within each year group there's about 30 to 40 young you know children that are potentially going to be hit by that same issue of not being able to receive something on christmas day which is heartbreaking so we sort of joined up with them and alan's already got a link with them i've got a link to ingram road we deliver some digital learning to some parents from that school as well so once again we just scaled it up, I guess, um, to say, look, we can probably do a little bit more. Let's get these kids included in that and, and deliver somewhere in the region of about 150 presents in that kind of final food parcel delivery that we do around the 18th or week commencing the sort of 14th of December. Um, you know, let's get those presents delivered and give the kids something to open on Christmas Day. It'd be amazing. And uh, for all the good work that all of us have done, that'll be the, 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 the sort of measure of whether we're successful won't it and the smiles you know it won't be um it'd be the smiles that make us happy won't it and be the, yeah, be the, the measure of our success is a young kid smiling because they've got a present to open which will be phenomenal and, a, and yeah, a that's amazing ross alex you've been quiet during this interview uh, just in awe to... it's incredible really like <clears throat> it's just such a, a not a selfless thing to do but such a great thing to do just to see that like the kids are not going to have anything for Christmas and then just get just get something is is better than having loads of shit that they don't want or they just get stuff for stuff's sake like just to have something is is just amazing yeah I think the most important thing is how do people get involved in 
Yeah. How do, how do our listener, our one listener, get involved? <laughs> how does he do it? That one listener's not going to make a right or a difference. It depends <laughs> how rich he is. <laughs> I think, listen, it's, it, there's a whole range of ways you can help. And, and it's not always about money, is it? And, you know, people themselves might be struggling at the moment with those circumstances of, of the lockdown and work and being furloughed or being made redundant. Obviously, we want people to donate to the Just Giving page. If you want to, you know, rather than give money, give it a present, uh, maybe something that hasn't been used or has been in a box or something that could be construed as secondhand but will be, Equally as beautiful for that young person to open on Christmas Day. They don't know where where it's coming from. Um, to donate presents to the Slunglow. All this information is on, um, you know, the Just Giving page and is on some of the, the um, collateral that we've produced. But to be able to donate presents to the Slunglow Club in Holbeck or the Holbeck Club, Slunglow at Holbeck, um, I guess that the other thing is time. You know, the, it, I guess there's going to be a call to arms at some point in the boys where... You know, if we get all these presents, suddenly somebody's going to have to wrap these things and believe <laughs> See me wrap anything. <laughs> You're bad now. You'll be good by the end of it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Might be my, my chance, my calling to get good at wrapping presents. But you know what? It, the main thing is that you could go along to the Holbeck and, and, and help wrap presents and, and get stuff ready. Um, you know, there might be a call to arms for people delivering those presents out to those those communities. So, listen, it's about getting involved anywhere you can give time, money, donate presents. There's loads of different ways you can get involved. And, you know, anything is valuable at this stage. And, and you know, we take it, you know, open hand. I think shout out to uh, Jack Johnson and his uh, driver slash dad, Gareth, who's already uh, um, donated his time to wrap presents. I'll be a delivery driver. So I think that's really good that people are already getting involved. So uh, if you do want to get involved, if you just interact with us on Twitter, we'll point you in the right direction. Exactly. And we're going to have an army of people. You know, we've got my missus is learning partnerships are involved. They've got volunteers, people who are on furlough, can't work, but they're going to come and wrap presents. Um, there's a whole range of people from CEG, the people I work in partnership with at the Forging Futures campus and at Kirkstall Forge. Massive landowner developer, global landowner developer. Their staff are going to come along and get involved in wrapping presents. We've got an army of folk rocking up saying they want to help and get involved. So listen, the one thing we won't be short of in a city like Leeds is people who want to give and do a bit and give back and help. So, um, yeah. yeah, but, you know, obviously there's a message around giving and give some money. I don't, I don't want to do my, uh, what's it called? The guy out of the Boomtown Rats. Uh, give us your fucking money. Yeah, give us your fucking money. I know that's dangerous, <laughs> like, doing impersonations of... Not on this podcast, you're fine. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> track record of fucking them up, but... <laughs> <laughs> Yes, shout out to the to the uh, the twelve people who've um, who've already donated. Um, yeah, sixteen percent of our of our target of fifteen hundred pounds. We've already got two hundred and fifty um, pounds, and um, thank you very much for that. You know, um, I think it's been a very difficult year, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I I didn't expect this is the tenth, this is the ninth week we've been doing it. This is the tenth main cast, and every single week on the on the weekly roundup at the start of the show i've i've had to mention somebody who's died mm. some celebrity or or whatever it's it and and the 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 political news of it has just been insane I, i've never really enjoyed particularly enjoyed politics from either side of of any of the 
the countries that I've lived in. But this year, it just seems like it's gone to a, a different level. And I, and I feel like this year, it's just been incredibly hard for everybody. I mean, when you get politicians voting against um, feeding kids, feeding yeah. kids uh, it, 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 is, it has brought it home to me that it's up to us. We can't rely on anybody else now. Um, we've got to come together as a community and we've got to do it ourselves because the politicians aren't going to do it. So I'm glad that maybe something good has come out of it, that, that some community initiative and that we can be a part of that. I'm, I'm extremely proud and, it, and, it, and it's given me an outlet for that feeling, to turn that feeling of feeling so bad about the world and just putting it, pouring that energy into, into action, converting it into something that's beneficial. Yeah. Because it's been eating me up inside all year, to be honest. I don't know. I don't know if I say this point, but I'm, I'm just gone a bit there. You know, I'm <laughs> <laughs> if you're listening, uh, Ewan's pulled out. Come on in, have you me crying, dummy? What's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, right, it's good to cry. Get, get it all out. Um, do you know what, though? It's always been about that. It's never been about governments and politics. I mean, you start relying on those folk. I don't want to get all soapboxy, but it's always been about community action, you know? Yeah. It's always been about people making the difference. And when you start listening to the news and you lose hope because of those people, that's when you give up and you start sort of blaming everybody. Mm. Best thing to do is do something, do something positive. It makes everybody feel better. And you're doing something, you, you know, you can tangibly look at and think I've done something amazing. I'm mm. fortunate enough to have a job where I do that every day. I see kids turn their lives around getting kids into work in the construction industry from a you know a pretty poor start sometimes. So I'm blessed, really. I'm not, I'm not just paid in coins. I'm paid in smiles. Like I say, I'm paid in other things. It's, it's a beautiful position to be in. But, you know, I volunteered at that food bank because I felt like it was something to do in the city to put back in, you know, in a community that was going to be really hit hard by what was going on. And um, it's still the highlight of my week. And I've got a business to run. It's quite tough now because I'm a people person. I like to be out there doing what I do. And it's kind of working from home is a bit depressing in it sometimes and a bit samey and a bit, you know, thankless. So to get out there every week and do that and see other people, you know, who are in quite difficult circumstances, smiling back at you and being grateful and humble and appreciative for what you do is, a, you know, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do and put that. This is just an extension of that for me, boys. It's, it's, is you know it's something else we're going to do to put back and and again like you just described there eloquently enough don't it you know it, it makes you feel wonderful it's doing something brilliant and it's not sitting back waiting for somebody else to come along and feather your nest for you it's, we're yeah. cracking on with it aren't we and we haven't waited for it, anybody to do it for us we've got on with it and done it ourselves with people power and that's what's going to make the world a better place ultimately going forward trump's going anyway so at least we've got some positive <laughs> <laughs> is he? <laughs> well, yeah, maybe not. <laughs> Hopefully, kicking and screaming, and we get to watch yeah. that on pay per view. Oh, I'll pay for that. I definitely would. If Premier League wants to charge me fourteen ninety five to watch him get kicked out of the White House, I'll pay it all day. Yeah, long. there we go. Cage <laughs> match between Biden and Trump. <laughs> Winner takes all. Yeah, all proceeds to uh, all levels, aren't we? Yeah. So that was All Elves, Aren't We? Um, and you can find us at All Elves, Aren't We? on Twitter. Um, and uh, failing that, you can also check out The Roaring Peacock on Twitter and um, you'll find All Elves, Aren't We? through there. So uh, you're, you're not just a, a charitable man. You're also a Leeds fan. Um, yeah. yeah. You want to 
talk a bit about Leeds because uh, we probably should do that at some point on <laughs> at this some point podcast. This podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we've not talked about Leeds yet today. No. <laughs> Danny Mills has been talking. Do you want to hear what Danny Mills has been saying? Yeah, oh, go on. It's probably bullshit. Go on. Go on. He's pinpointed Leeds' as transfer mistake in the summer. Um, we didn't find Joe Hart, apparently. That's our biggest transfer mistake. Um, oh, well. Yeah. Cheers, Danny. Thanks for that. More, more from Danny next week. Do you reckon like newspapers ring up and go, uh, Mr. Mills, what? <laughs> can you just give us a quote on Leeds? Uh, 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 this is for the, the fourth official dot net. I mean, Danny will literally talk to fucking anyone. Can we try to call it? Uh, it's it's like, like those grids. 50 quid. Those grids where it says like, what is your vampire name? Um, <laughs> and then there's a block that says, your fir- if your first letter is th- this, then it's, you know, count or whatever. No, no it's like this. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll give you a statement. Who do you want the statement on? Oh, um, hang on. Leeds' transfer mistake was... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Not buying. Yeah. But yeah, so Rodrigo's back. Rodrigo's back by the sounds of it. Obs- it's a really, really obscure... Um, name isn't it Joe Hart yeah. like Joe Hart's really yeah. the one who's uh, who could have done Do you it Joe Hart in the end who does he play for now nobody it's that big of a mistake agent, isn't he? Done it either. <laughs> 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 so Ewan um, you've been yes. a, a Leeds fan since the 80s no about five minutes ago when I joined this podcast <laughs> oh there we go <laughs> um, yeah I think the first game 1980 Leeds Liverpool at Ellen Road. Um, yeah, nice. but sort of dipped in and out. I, I played a lot as a kid and sort of followed, not followed any team really because I wasn't I wasn't originally from Leeds. Um, but then got into Leeds. Yeah, a bit later when I started going to watch them regularly when I was about 12, 13. I got you know really really into uh, the, the the club and um, and went home and away through. The beautiful 80s, the, the myth that was the 80s. If everybody who said they were there in the 80s was there, we should have been <laughs> a big crowds of about 60,000. <laughs> but yeah, I was there through all that over the way, uh, quite a lot of weeks, and um, enjoyed going in the low fields back in the 80s and, and all the, the joys that went with that, um, getting urinated on and um, coming home with your shirt ripped off or a bus lit just from being in the crowd, never mind anything else. Um, but it was a brilliant time to, to be a Leeds fan. Yeah, it was... Uh, exciting and, and a bit risky at times but yeah I've been watching them since then because that was a real low point wasn't it the start of the 80s in terms of like league position um, didn't quite hit the lows of uh, of league one but <laughs> yeah, I was going to say it's got a lot worse since then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's got for the lows of the 80s back in 2000 and sort of whatever 14, 15 even and for the lows of the 80s it, the football wasn't great, and obviously it wasn't glamorous, you know. The, mm. I think that, that that game, that first game, Leeds Liverpool. I mean, Arthur Graham hit the crossbar. That's all I can remember. I think the rest of it was pretty dull, um, and we were obviously on a bit of a slippery slope then, weren't we? Um, but you've also been through all those brilliant times, you know, being promoted back to the Premier League or League One at the time, Division One. Um, you know, Bournemouth was there, at Bournemouth, and getting on the pitch at you know the Bristol Rovers game. Um, came back from League One. I was there at the Ipswich game where we got relegated to League One and saw grown men, you know, absolutely on the haunches, like crying their eyes out. Um, so it, that's what football's about. I think for 90% of football fans, it's bloody depressing and disappointing, isn't it? There's only the, the <laughs> elites of the world get to celebrate things week in, week out. We, most of us find it, that's, it, it it's character building. 
Yeah, it definitely is. I wonder how many times in like in Legion Knights history that we've turned to each other and gone, you know what, mate, it's not going to get any worse than this. <laughs> and then it does. <laughs> <laughs> you keep saying that, Alex. Stop saying it, mate. <laughs> the thing to say is, it's definitely going to get worse. Than this yeah, thing. it definitely is. Oh, yeah, this is well, just the tip of the iceberg, mate. You know, exactly. I just tell my children now. Listen, this isn't as bad as it's going to get. It's definitely going to get worse. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there's a, a few very new Leeds fans who've uh, only just become uh, uh, Bielsaites, and all of a sudden we've lost two games four-one in a row. And uh, they're probably thinking of uh, switching teams already. Yeah, that's yeah, no world's caved in. Not mine. I've told them they can go live in shed. You, <laughs> <laughs> you put up with it like I backed or you go live in shed. There's a yeah, pretty decent summer house down the bottom. You can go live in that if you want. And they start following Man City. So they're both well aware of the consequences of <laughs> making that switch. It's, it's weird and it? it's not a choice. And it? if you're in Leeds, it's not a choice for you to spot Leeds if your parents spot Leeds. Yeah. It's, it's, I remember there were. You'll probably be listening to this as well, my nephew Dylan. There were a, a little game when he was probably four, five or six, I think he was. Who were playing, and it was like a mini game, and the, the teacher were trying to spice it up and give like Premiership games to you know, names to the teams that they're playing, and his team were Chelsea. And I got a text message off his dad saying, can you just stop a meltdown from it and just reply to me saying that it's okay for Dylan to play as Chelsea because he thinks that he won't be his uncle anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so I text back and said, no, I won't be. If, Chelsea, if he could play as a Chelsea, I'm not, he's not my nephew anymore. No Christmas <laughs> presents. Yeah, caused a, caused a bit of ammo there. But that's what it is. got to spot Leeds on out. Yeah, I agree. Support your local team. Or the one your dad supports. It's one or the other, isn't it? Yeah, no, my dad supported Dundee, so fuck that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Good choice then. Yeah. I'm noticed, well, we've also got, I don't want to take us off Legion Night for a minute, but I've also noticed, I think Alex, you know, you've got a hat on tonight, but is this like the podcast haircut? Is there any Donny that's. Mate, I've, I'm bald as a badger. That's bald as a right badger. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say, grass don't grow on a busy street. No, I don't, is it? Three for the price of one, aren't we, boys? <laughs> Yeah, it's only Donny that's uh, stealing the hair at the minute. I yeah. think we should do a Right Said Fred tribute after Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you all come as Danny Mills to Halloween. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, <laughs> with a big placard saying you should have signed... Yeah. <laughs> oh, Joe He's a dick. He's an absolute dick, that guy. Shit player as well, as we saw on that rewatch when we rewatched the San Siro game. Shit player. <laughs> I thought it was fucking brilliant. That's what they used to sing, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. I think it was ironic. <laughs> I remember that too. I don't remember, like, I was a kid at the time, I guess. But I, I remember loving Danny Mills, you know, and singing that song and feel, not singing the, the naughty word because my mum was <laughs> sitting next to me. <laughs> but feeling very, very cheeky about it, um, you know, singing it in my bedroom when she wasn't there. I wish I'd have had that filter when my mum were next to me at Ellen Road. I don't think I did. But she never said out. She was just quite polite about it. <laughs> oh, my mum wouldn't let me swear. No, oh, no way. No. I wasn't allowed to swear outside of Ellen Road. <laughs> Understandable. Fine, but yeah, we we, um, we live streamed um, the AC Milan game from 20 years ago. Oh, I saw, yeah. On Twitch recently. And Danny Mills was fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> he got the song wrong. Yeah. <laughs> It's a new song. song, yeah. 
<laughs> it was all over the place. Oh my what God. He was doing. I've never seen anything like it. It was unbelievable. <laughs> he's tried to clear. It was a long ball over the top. No danger at all, really. And, and it's coming straight at him. And all he has to do is like control it or chest it or something. And instead, he throws the big left meat meat stick at it. The left uh, baseball bat. We've got two of them. And his fucking leg. Yeah, his left leg. He swung it and he shanked it so bad. <laughs> Terrible football. I only said he swung his meat stick at it. I wonder what. It was. <laughs> <laughs> Completely different game altogether. <laughs> I was trying to like, you know, you know when he ham fisted. I was trying to give that impression, but it was ham footed. Oh, look out, baby! He's proper meat sticked. Is that bloke? <laughs> He's meat sticked it. He's lamb stick. Morrison, that. Say, my mate once took a volley. We, we were playing, I can't remember who we were playing for. It must have been the White Hart, you know, at the top of Beeston Hill. We used to play for the White Hart. One of my best friends, my oldest and dearest friend, once went to hit a volley from a corner and literally did hit it with his meat stick. Oh. His real one. Yeah. <laughs> he actually fell out of his shorts and everything, though. Well. It, like, <laughs> it wasn't just in his shorts, meat stick. It was literally dropped out the bottom. And that's like, you know, when a deer runs across the road and you get that flash of tail and you can't help but notice it. <laughs> I think virtually everybody on the pitch noticed that and yeah, it literally bounced off it and it still didn't go in. I can't check that in it. Left foot, right foot, meat stick. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if he'd been a little bit more excited, he could have got a better direction on it. Some purchase it's on it. Called day and beast and mate, you can't forgive him. You've got to forgive him. That one. <laughs> <laughs> Needs to uh, do that. Uh, uh, Gary Lineker trick: take a warm a warm bath just before you get on the pitch. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, he used to do that, and the, there's a story about him telling Gaza that one time. He says, "Yeah, yeah, you just just get in just before you go to like loosen you loosen your muscles up," and and Gaza Gaza's like, "Oh, that sounds great." And he was in there for half an hour before the game, and <laughs> gets out and he's completely knackered. He's so tired <laughs> and fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> from being in, sitting in the warm bath for half an hour. <laughs> Maybe that's why Lineker shit himself, loosened up his muscles a bit too much. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's probably, there's probably something in that. Yeah. Probably something in the diarrhoea as well. Anyway, Arsenal. <laughs> the dirty bastard. Arsenal. Arsenal at the weekend. Sunday, 4.30. Ah, yes. Segway perfectly into Arsenal. From yeah. Arsenal to Arsenal, just like Someone that. Someone shitting himself straight to Arsenal. Yeah, <laughs> dropping out of his Arsenal. From meat stick to arse to Arsenal. Here we go. Speaking hey. of diarrhoea, uncontrollable. Our defence. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you think we're going so far, you and, and, and uh, yeah. You've, you've been a, around a few more summers and you've seen a, a few more promotions. So do you think we're doing all right? Or I think a lot of people are panicking. Don't panic doesn't help, does it? I think it's. Um, I think I think we're a bit below par for you know, but it's really hard to say because two games ago, like you say, they said we were punching well above. We've done brilliant, that way. You know, I think there was always a worry that we could concede at any moment. Uh, we're yeah. going to play that sort of cavalier style. Is going to be consequences, but I didn't anticipate getting thrashed. You know, four one twice, eight goals in a week. Yeah. So that's a bit depressing. It does make it, it, it feels a bit more, um, yeah, panicky, a bit more raw. But I won't worry about it. I think we're going to do that to other teams. Um, 
got an ability to strengthen and we've lost, you know, some quite key players, Rodrigo and Phillips. Still haven't seen Lorente on a pitch, um, which I hope will help with that defence. Still feel like we might be missing something in midfield a little bit at times. I think I've said it to you before, Donny, that some of you can really control the pace or just control it a bit more when you're playing that frantic style um, to help Phillips out a bit. Because I sometimes think, you know, you can't just rely on him week in, week out to sort of protect your back four, can you, and, and sort of control the game. Mm. Not in a league like the Premier League, it's not the Championship. So, but yeah, I think we're probably about par, you know, apart from the last week. I think we've, we've we were doing brilliant. Um, really proud of the proud of the team, and it's just been a really horrible week, hasn't it? Before the international break, we've got a seven-point gap to West Brom, who are eighteenth. I mean, I'll, I'll be happy with that coming into the season. If there's a seven-point gap between us and relegation, that'd be fine. Yeah. What do you think the other boys will? I mean, the other teams will do down there. Do you think Sheffield United at some point have got to turn it round, have they? But then they just can't win a wrap at the moment. Probably game at some point, but hopefully they don't. It'd be amazing. <laughs> that was no Sheffield United. Yeah, if they're rather good, fuck off. No, <laughs> no room for sentiment on here. So like you say, I'm just looking now. You look at that bottom three or four of things. As long as the gap keeps, you know, there, then. We're all right, aren't we? It's just been the most leads thing ever to bloody go up, get promoted, and go back down before any of us get back in front. <laughs> yep. I said that, and I got slagged off for it. <laughs> like, it bring no get Yeah, but no, that's that's exactly what had happened. Mm. We go, we don't get to see one match of the Premier League. We go down, Bielsa leaves, we get Allardyce in, and that's <laughs> that's just that. The next game that we see is fucking long ball over the top, and. Yeah. Uh, like the Giuseppe Belushi's back. Steve <laughs> 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 Morrison is manager. Allardyce against Pulis football. Oh, man, can you imagine? Territory. Wow. It's like you and Ross fighting over a cum, mate. <laughs> <laughs> if we'd have had the conversation a week ago, it'd have been a different conversation, wouldn't it? Or yeah, yeah. I wasn't so bothered about the Leicester loss as I was the, the Palace loss. I think we should have beat Palace. Um, I think we had the the strength to do it but Leicester I think yeah I can kind of accept that I don't think that was a 4-1 game either but I don't know two in a row like you say it kind of makes you a bit uh, like oh, and if it had been 1-0 <laughs> you probably wouldn't have been both you know if it had been both 1-0 I'd have probably thought well you know these things happen to get trapped you know absolutely yeah. and I think we're a bit unlucky in the yeah. Palace game but I thought we were a bit naive as well at times and um, you know just as you start to get back in the game there's no way of like controlling the way they play is there and sort of being able to hang in a game for 10 and just keep it simple it's 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 all or nothing which yeah it's what's got us here and we bloody love it don't we most of the time and when it comes off it's mm. fantastic but this time it just look and think it's like watching my lads 11 year old team play it's like <laughs> <laughs> where they'll yeah. run around in a ball well no they're really well organized but it could be nine six every week you know <laughs> right <laughs> that's just it though i'm willing to accept that but if the alternative is Sam Allardyce start at war or sort of come back to Steve Evans or any that sort of shit I don't want that ever again I know it's going to come at some point because Bielsa's yeah. not going to stay forever but that was so dismal absolutely dismal and a couple of hide-ins fine we, had, we gave Villa a hide-in a few weeks before that so yeah we'll, we'll do that to a few teams this year as well It was as depressing as at least in England is now I would rather watch England <laughs> over Steve Evans Leeds team <laughs> if we ever go back to a period where the owner is refusing to allow the players to eat their scheduled meals and wants to make them pasta and forces them to eat before a game, socks. 
that's probably when I'll I'll check out and just start supporting supporting Taddy or yeah. Geisley because hmm. I don't want to, I can't go through that again. I cannot take it again. So we've had some pretty strange war, um, pre-match rituals, I guess, in teams I've played for, but um, you know, snorting vodka, drinking rum. Um, <laughs> Sharing 20 fags between about three of you putting up the nets. You know, but I'm just I, think Steve, I think Steve Evans might have been watching us for tips. <laughs> oh, look at these lads. <laughs> look at that lad being sick behind the goals. He's bloody brilliant. Shows he's committed. <laughs> look at him swimming in that little river there. <laughs> Get in! I didn't know Steve Evans from Northern Ireland. <laughs> that, was, that was a terrible accent. Stuart Dallas talking about. Yeah. Someone from Dallas or Stuart Dallas? <laughs> I could try and do a Scottish accent. Um, it's going to go really badly though. And Phil Hay will never want to come on the show. Yeah, don't, don't <laughs> before we get him on there. I'll, I'll save the Scottish accent for when Phil gets on. Oh, good. Hey, Phil! <laughs> Hey, you good? Storming off in fury. Hey, you good? You wee, you wee sod. <laughs> you eat your porridge and oats. Well, they're no good if they were any good, dummy. <laughs> no, that's it. People we'll would be, be like, oh, hey, you good at accents. It just won't quite have the same gravitas as you just ruining people's accents like weekly. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. It's so fucking bad. So bad, it's good. I like it. It's so bad. (laughs) Yeah, why do you even try a wee little whippersnapper? You don't need to add little to wee. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's about that time, boys. I think think we've reached the limit. (laughs) Yeah, we've reached the end. We talked about Arsenal yet. We've done predictions or anything like that. What are you boys saying about Arsenal? I think we've got more chance against Arsenal than we have... Yeah, I'm pretty optimistic about it. I think uh, we showed them in the, the cup as well what we can do. So, yeah, 2-1 win to Leeds. 2-1 home win. I think they build up a lot slower, don't they? I think Leicester did us on the break. You know, mm. Leicester, um, Palace did us a bit on the break with those sort of strong, quick players. In I'm hoping that we might get a bit bit more, um, yeah, get something out of the game on uh, the weekend. So yeah, I think you give them also a week yeah. to just work on that. I reckon yeah, they would exactly. have they've been drilled and yeah, people stay stand off your markers a little bit, don't get so tight and yeah, don't give them too much space. Arsenal play out from the back, not very successfully at all. Yeah. Um Leno looks like a scared deer in the headlights every time he gets the ball. Um so I think that will work in our favour. Um yeah. we, we'll employ that press that we always do. And I think we'll get a couple of goals, even just from that, just from winning the ball back high up the pitch. Even Bamber. Yeah, we just need Aubameyang to not have to, to have an off day because he's one of those players, the few players in the world who, if he if he's on his day, he, there's nothing you can do about it. He just runs through you and puts it in the top corner, and and you go, well, yeah. well done. You're very good at, at this sport, aren't you? <laughs> 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 is that what you say with the score yeah congratulations Pierre really good you, show. you are very good you you probably make your par- parents very proud don't you all those hours of training have paid off Pierre well done <laughs> I won't be shouting that on the telly believe me literally turn the air blue never mind I know sometimes my kids yeah, berate me for the language and I, I never swear in front of my children the only time 
it's a bad thing Leeds United really because I don't really swear. <laughs> yeah. Then I watch Leeds. I watch, remember the Birmingham game last year. Literally, oh, the, 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 game. They left the house. The kids <laughs> just went out. It was like. Yeah, I couldn't control myself. I was about to start throwing stuff through the window and <laughs> wrecking my front room. There's a couple of holes in the walls from that game, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, two one, two one win. I think we'll take it. Yeah, tell that. Any yeah, I'm, I'm going to go higher, three two leads. I'm going to go one nil with Bamford off his meat stick. Nice. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hope so. <laughs> I cannot wait for Donnie to draw that picture for the next next ball (laughs) (laughs) broadcast. It's just like pixelated, like Japanese pixelation. It has to be censored, that's for sure. Oh, God. All those hours at school practicing meat sticks, you should come in. (laughs) Imagine the the cover we could have had if we weren't weren't talking about all else. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bamford with Some his meat stick like a lightsaber <laughs> leaping through the air and smashing it into the top corner. <laughs> doesn't go hand in hand in hand with taking kids' presents at Christmas. <laughs> no, hand in hand isn't the phrase. <laughs> oh. It's a Freudian slip about delivering milk in the packages. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly turned into milfs and hoes, and it became a rap song. And I yeah. turned into Snoop Doggy Dog. Yeah, how milk can an innocent thing like milk can suddenly turn into something completely filthy? Yeah, there was a in my address as soon as you said that, and then realised it was a spelling mistake. <laughs> so basically, we had more volunteers in that half an hour before I corrected myself. That been nearly a year. There was a. Uh, this is all gone very in jerky. There was a uh, a description of what goes in the food parcels. Um, which autocorrect changed from milk to milf. I'm not sure why you're autocorrect. Uh, <laughs> obviously, it, it it thinks that you're more likely to be talking about milf than milk, but that's understandable. I'm over Aren't 40. You don't, you don't drink milk when you're over 40, do you? <laughs> you could drink milk from a milf. Well, right, and I don't want to get into your kinks. I don't know what your kinks are like. <laughs> that brings us to the end of our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> before we get shut down. Yeah, <laughs> I actually accused. Go on, Donny. Go on, Donny. What do what? I leave in this? None what of it. It's completely up to you, mate. Good luck. This is an <laughs> impossible job at editing this this podcast. Impossible. <laughs> When, when it's Don you went, that's just said that you want to drink milk out of a milf. I, I mean, you're giving right yourself there. the job. <laughs> it was right there. I, if it's set up like that, I've got to hit it. <sighs> actually accused Donny today of having a false name as well, just to, you know, really endear <laughs> myself to the, to the gang. Uh, when he asked for the charity's bank account and sort code details, I went, are you being for real? You want me to ask the charity? To provide their bank account and sort code details to a man with a clearly made up name. <laughs> living in a foreign country. Living in living abroad, <laughs> definitely not not a real name. Asking for your bank account and sort code details. I could just see the papers now. Yeah. <laughs> so it's uh, Simon O'Rock, sort code. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if, down, lads. <laughs> yeah. If you would, if you would like to uh, do something good and, and help us do something good, then uh, go to the All Elves Aren't We uh, Just Giving page and uh, just give to some uh, 
children in the LS11 area brighten up some people's uh, year, which has been particularly horrible. Um, so that was uh, our podcast for this week, and uh, it's a very goodbye from Ewan. Goodbye. A very goodbye from Ross. Very goodbye. And a very goodbye from Alex. All scenarios mentioned in this podcast are made up and fake. Goodbye. <laughs> that is definitely not said only for legal purposes, but uh, <laughs> is meant literally. Um, do you want to give your follower uh, your Twitter tags so people can follow you? Mine's at Swiretrack. What? <laughs> I just want to give Swear Trek more followers because it's amazing. It's somebody who just texts like gifts of Star Trek and puts swear words as subtitles. It's brilliant. Just fucking great. Follow them, don't follow me. I'm looking up as we speak. Okay. Um, and Ross? Oh, yeah. Uh, at Rossbow1984. And Ewan? Oh, I've got that many. Um, so at Ewan Metcalf, Machiavelli is mine. And then um, particularly for stuff to do with the, um, the food banks and work and linking in with the donations and so on. It's um, at Icon LTD, Icon Limited, which is obviously Icon Salt's um, Twitter page. I've got so few followers because I'm so boring in, in work that, yeah, anybody who wants to follow me and get bored, feel free. Well, there you go. Uh, so go and follow, uh, go and follow those uh, accounts and get extremely bored. Uh, we will see you on the Arsenal match preview. And it's a very goodbye from me. Thank you very much. And... Goodbye. Most of our stats come from LUFC Stats or LUFC Data on Twitter. You should probably give them a follow as they're more interesting than us. A very special thanks to Adam Elliott, Adam Warner, Barney Stewart, Cookie, Ewan and Howard Metcalf, Josh Pearson, Laura, Leon and Rob, The Light Show and all our family and friends.